Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm really happy that you're here with us again today, where we unpack the many, many ways to heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD using lifestyle changes. Today we're going to be talking about blood sugar, and if blood sugar crashes might be triggering your anxiety. You're listening to this podcast as an audio So I know you very well may be interested in listening to some books on audio. For the listeners of Anxiety Coaches Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This is a fabulous opportunity to download something like Hope and Help for Your Nerves by Claire Weeks. You know you've heard us talk about it here on the show. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial for your free book. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial, and you can grab any book that you want. The link is also in the show notes and on the website. All right, blood sugar. We hear a lot about sugar in the news, and I want to start by talking about sugar as not only um, refined sugar, but we're also going to be looking at sugar as uh, processed Uh, carbohydrates. So everybody has a different level of sensitivity. So you may or may not even be affected by straight up sugar or very refined carbohydrates. Not everybody is. But if you are, if this is something that triggers your anxiety, this is a fabulous place to really knock this down. It gives you big breathing space and ability to be on even keel much more often and really work on not having the danger signal being triggered all the time to your mind and body. So let's first go and look at what we're talking about here, the, the substances that we're talking about. And I'll start first with the sugar, and I'm not going to list all the sugars because it is such a long list, it would be quite boring. You can look at that online. Uh, What could you search? Um, On Google, you could look at the many names for sugar, like put that in. But I am going to tell you some very common ones. Obviously, white sugar, brown sugar, honey, molasses, brown rice syrup, corn syrup, fruit sweeteners, maple syrup, and I'm including in here artificial sweeteners also because they have now shown that the artificial sweeteners are still triggering the body to react in a sweetened way, even though they don't have carbohydrate in them and they are not actually caloric, the body is still responding as if you ate a sweet. So Sometimes you can't fool Mother Nature, so just stay away from the artificial ones also if this is an issue for you. Now, when I talk about refined carbohydrates, I'll be what I mean by that is probably anything in a package is going to contain either added sugar or a refined carbohydrate, meaning a broken grain. So anything with a f- made out of flour. And I know that can be really disappointing 
But I want to tell you, if you decide to take this on and eliminate these for a trial period to see how you feel, you might be surprised. Like I said, this isn't going to affect everyone, but if this is your issue, you're going to be really glad that you nailed it because it's going to make a big difference for you. This was one of my issues. I had extreme blood sugar swings, and that was causing me a lot of anxiety. So let's look at what sugar does in our body. So just to keep it basic, we have, you know, we have a normal blood sugar, sugar level in the day, and we take a dose of sugar or a refined carbohydrate. Let's say uh, a combination of both would be something like pancakes with syrup on it. When I think of, even think of that, that probably would have uh, put me really over the edge back in the day. And I, I don't even eat that stuff anymore, and I don't really miss it. So I want to say you can live without these things. And if you do want to eat them, here's my tip for you. Eat them with fat. Make sure you have some fat, like butter, on those pancakes in order to keep a little bit of space where the blood sugar will rise a little bit more slowly because of the the fat. But let's look at what would normally happen if you had a normal blood sugar going on in your body and you have pancakes and syrup. You're going to have a sugar spike and your blood sugar is going to go up. And again, how high it goes and how fast it goes high is very individual. I've worked with many, many people with type 2 diabetes and looking at their blood sugars after their meals, and some people rise fast, some people slow, so this is going to be individual, but if you happen to go up high and fast, your body is then um, going to be in an overreactive state, and it's going to overreact with large amounts of insulin. So this sugar spike causes the body to overreact, overreact, like I said, with large amounts of insulin, which causes uh, the hypothalamus to suppress. It blocks the breakdown of fat, so we don't have that to burn anymore. And it also um, will block fat oxidation, which we're probably not going to get into too much here. But just know that the sugar spike itself causes, as you can see, some real changes. And then as our blood sugar, as fast as it's spiked, it's going to crash. And what I mean by a crash is that your blood sugar goes lower than before you ate the food. So it's not that just that your blood sugar comes down and it comes down fast. It comes down, it comes down fast, and it goes lower than before you ate the pancakes with the syrup, okay? So this is a re this results in a, a lot of horrible feelings, but it results in um, blood sugar levels that are way below normal, causing fatigue, you know, uh, all the stress responses, right? The stuff, that, that's why I'm saying if you have anxiety, you're very familiar with these feelings. Increased cortisol, you know, adrenaline starts to flow and we get hungry. And so we just ate not too long ago, but we're hungrier than we were beforehand. Now there is some time that's, that has happened in between here. And again, it's very individual. And um, how low you go is also very individual. In the, in the old days, when I was having this kind of up and down spiking 
and dropping of my blood sugar. The answer that they gave me, the medical answer, was to carry hard candy with me and to suck on hard candy. Um, And I understand that for bringing up my blood sugar so that I probably didn't feel like I was going to pass out or something. But all that would do is really raise my blood sugar again and it would drop again. So you can really get stuck in quite a loop. And, and it feels horrible. You're hungry all the time, but you don't get relief from eating, uh, but for a, you know, a short amount of time. And when you eat, you feel worse. You feel worse afterwards. So you get kind of like you don't even want to pay a whole lot of attention to food. So let's look at some of the things that this can happen with and, and what we're talking about when we're talking about carbohydrates. When you eat excess carbohydrates, remember your insulin level is going to rise. And in the presence of insulin, we store uh, body fat. So this is not something that we want to be having happen. We don't want to have large rises in this and, and storing extra body fat that we want to be able to use the food that we've eaten and burn it, not store it, right? Like when you have that sugar... You, you would want to be able to burn it off, but when the, so much insulin comes out, it just packages up that sugar and stores it into fat, okay? And that is not, um, that is not what we want. That's why we end up tired, because we have no access to our own energy stores. And our body doesn't regulate the amount of carbohydrate uh, that we eat as it does with protein and fat. You'll what that means is you can overeat carbohydrates very easily. You you often will feel quite satiated with proteins and with fats, but carbohydrates you can very easily overeat. And most of us know this from the bread basket on the table at a dinner or from a pasta meal at an Italian restaurant. Um, we know that that carbohydrate can, we can really eat more of that than we normally would if we had had a steak dinner, right? One of the things I mentioned earlier was that if you're going to have those carbohydrates or sugars, to have them in the presence of protein and fat. So in other words, if you're going to have pancakes, have it with some eggs because that would, that would be the perfect package of uh, fat and protein together, right? Eggs are perfectly packaged protein and fat. If you eat more carbohydrates than you need, the ex- remember that the excess will be converted into fats and stored in the fat cells. And we don't want, we wanted to be able to burn off those carbohydrates, but because again, the insulin goes so high, next thing we know it's all packaged up into and stored and we can't get into it and we're tired. So we talked a bit about carbohydrates that you wanted to avoid, such as things in packages and refined carbohydrates, meaning flours. Um, So what are good carbohydrates? Good carbohydrates are legumes, um, starchy vegetables are carbohydrate, like potatoes. If you're going to eat grains, eat them whole, uh, such as uh, having the whole wheat. I'm not a big fan of wheat, but if you're going to eat it, but you don't eat it whole wheat broken down into a flour, you know, 
So you, we're talking about eating the whole grain. And that's why we say it's good to eat like legumes or starchy vegetables because you're eating the whole things. You are not breaking those down. Well, you could with potatoes. Don't use potato starch. Use the real potato. It's the whole point is to go backwards a little bit and not use things that have been processed and broken down. Let your body do the work of that, right? Let your body also get the fibers that come in those things naturally. So whole fruits. I know a lot of times when I'm working with people and I do take them off sugars and broken carbohydrates or refined carbohydrates, that one of the first questions is, is is fruit okay? And yes, fruit is fine in moderation, only in the whole fruit. Don't eat, you know, you don't want it in jams or pure, you know, just you want the whole fruit and apple or having berries not having them broken down and made into something else is it in a jam i'm hoping that that sugar up and down is making sense to you it feels like riding it feels like riding a roller coaster up and down up and down and it can be really hard to get off so let's talk about some of the ways that we can get off that sugar roller coaster Let's talk about how we can move away from it meal by meal. We'll start with breakfast. So you you want to have things that are not uh, out of a package. So that would eliminate packaged cereals and uh, breads. You know, you want to have something like eggs. And you might want to have some eggs and vegetables. One of the favorite things that I've learned over these many years, I'm amazed how many people really enjoy eating for breakfast, the leftover dinner, and meaning once you get into the rhythm of eating this way, your dinner would be vegetables and uh, protein. If you're eating uh, meats, if you're having meats or fishes or eggs, you would have that in vegetables. And so having that in the morning is very appealing to people. So you may want to give that a try. Having in the morning, reheating your vegetables and uh, your protein, whatever the protein was the night before. And let those vegetables have some butter on them. Butter and the good fats end up being a friend of yours when you're trying to level out these blood sugars. Things like avocado, coconut oil, olive oil, butter. And with butters, I highly suggest if you can find it and uh, you have the few extra dollars for it, use the grass-fed butters. And you're going to be amazed at how much that helps in leveling out your blood sugar levels. So again, that's grass-fed butter, it's coconut oil, olive oil, avocados, olives. All of those things have are fat naturally and they will help you keep your blood sugar more stable. It helps to get the roller coaster to, from being a frightening roller coaster to maybe a kiddie roller coaster because your blood sugar is supposed to go up and down. It's quite normal. But the levels that um, people go to when they eat something like we were talking about, pancakes and syrup, and I don't care what kind of syrup it is, remember, because the artificial sweeteners are also causing hormonal changes. And so that means that they are still seeing some insulin changes when people use artificial sweeteners. So um, they, you know, I'm saying the jury's still out on all those artificial sweeteners, so I would particularly not suggest that you use them. 
all of the sweeteners. Get used to having foods a little bit more basic. It's kind of like going back, back in time and having things more whole and simple. So we've got our vegetables, we've got our proteins, and we've got our fats. And our carbohydrates just come in there naturally. They come in in the fruits and the vegetables. And let your fruits be, let them be once a day. And let the other ones be vegetables. When you're working with the blood sugar, if you're super duper sensitive, you may be sensitive to the fruit sugar in the whole fruit also. Only your body will tell you. So if you want to experiment with that, give it a try. And if you have questions about this, feel free to post them in the um, Facebook group. I pop in and out of there and I love being able to answer some questions. And this is the kind of work that we do one-on-one uh, -on -one when you are working. If you have these issues, it can be good to work with someone who has worked with this. So, you know, check out if you want to have some particular help one-on-one. -on -one, let, let us know. We'll get you in. We'll get you a little bit of help and send you on your way. It's not a big deal, but it is. It could be hard. I spent a lot of years actually bumbling around until I found out how to do it for myself. And when I did, it was a big relief very big relief. Um, one of the ways that I found out totally got clear on it was when I was um, pregnant with my first child and I was told that my blood sugar was going high one time at the doctor's office visit because when you're pregnant you're at the doctor's office a lot. And so they said, well we'd like to do a, um, because of family history my father was type 2 diabetic, uh, we would like to have you go for a blood glucose tolerance test. So I'm thinking, well, that's fine. You're, I'm, I want to do everything I can for this unborn baby. And when I am having that test, what I didn't know is you fast the night before, and then they give you, a, a, you know, a measured amount of glucose to drink, and it near killed me. It was horrible because it's so concentrated and it was so strong because that's what it's meant to do, to raise your blood sugar so it can see how you react. Well, I had, you know, so if you know low blood sugar, you know what I'm talking about. I had the high and then I had the super crash and they're taking your blood every half hour or whatever it is. But I thought I was going to die. My, I have the heart palpitations. I'm sweating. I'm dizzy. I had absolute fatigue, even feeling like I wouldn't even be able to drive home. And um, so long story short, they tell me, oh my goodness, well, you have gestational diabetes. So here I am as skinny as a little stick, and my father has type 2 diabetes, and I'm thinking, but my dad was heavier, and I thought, well, I thought you got that when you got fat or heavy. And of course, uh, anybody can be sugar intolerant. So anyway, I followed the diet, which is a wonderful way to live. You just cut out all of the added sugars and the refined carbohydrates. And um, then when I had my... And the, and then after pregnancy, my blood sugar, because of the stress of pregnancy, was what threw the stress, you hear it? The stress of pregnancy put me into a diabetic state. Once I had the baby, my blood sugar went more back to normal, which just meant that I was having highs and lows, but they weren't considered diabetic. 
So when I had my second child and they said, oh, we have to send you for a blood glucose tolerance test, I said, no, we won't be going for that. We will simply follow the diet. And actually after that is when I realized this is just the way we should be eating all the time because you feel so good. You feel level. Everything feels on keel as far as the ups and the downs. And you know, the symptoms are very much what we talk about with our anxiety, the sweating, the pounding heart, the fatigue, the shakiness, the feeling hot or cold. You can go both ways or sort of feel both at once, sweating, hot, um, cold sweat, that you just cannot imagine how closely they are twined, intertwined, and What I would do is I was having those blood sugar crashes, I would get scared because it feels so bad. You think something horrible is happening. So then it kicks the anxiety, fear, anxiety loop on. And you can can just stay in that for, for years, for years and years. So today's show is about interrupting that. If this is one place where you can interrupt it, if this is something that is particular to you and your body, let's do it. Give it a trial. Give yourself three weeks to go off of sugar and refined carbohydrates. Let's keep it at that. The packaged carbohydrates or any packaged food is going to have a uh, either a sugar or a refined carbohydrate in it. So go package free for three weeks and see how you feel. Stop in over at the Facebook group and let us know how you're doing. We would love to hear if this has made a difference for you. That's it for today's episode, but before I read today's quote, I want to offer you the opportunity to take healing your anxiety panic to the next level. In the podcast, we share everything you need to know to begin to clear your anxiety panic to get on the path. But with a little personal guidance and the right group of people around you, the sky's the limit. I'd like to invite you to sign up for our group coaching membership program. It's an even deeper dive into what you learn in these episodes. You receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets emailed to you monthly, twice a month recorded group coaching coaching calls to make sure that you're making the progress you want to make, and a secret Facebook group for coach and community support all month long. Jump in and stay as long as you need. I'm only offering up to 40 people to join the program, so if you're serious about clearing your anxiety panic, then go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. Can't wait to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. This quote is from Samuel Beckett. No matter, try again, fail again, fail better. Again, that was Samuel Beckett. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 